Drums, please! Here it is, a groove slightly transformed, just a bit of a break from the norm. It's just some rest takes to break the monotony from all that sports rate talk that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool for fans, but anything lifts, yell, it's smooth, it's dance. Give me a talk and a guest mix, and if it ain't broke, then don't try to don't fix try it. To fix Think about the future and the past. Summertime is when we get the first and the last. And if you're thinking low, then you really can't talk to me. The cure for the lapse is found a simple rivalry. Sing! I'm not gonna sing for you, Sammy. <laughs> Those, yeah. Yeah. Vocals brought to you. By Sandy. <laughs> should we say? Should we say? Just, just Sandy. One, one name. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, we've been off for a week, yeah, man. man. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is this is riding a bike, though. Uh, I I was stuttering coming in here, just like um, not really remembering all the stuff we had talked about that we were gonna <laughs> lay out in the show. <laughs> But I'm back. I'm I'm back. I'm I'm hitting my stride right now. I'm trying to hit it too. Let's get it. Let's get it. Big playback. This is the big payback. I think we're having this kind of discussion in all walks of life now, in in all states. Uh, or I mean. True. We haven't quite branched out to all states, obviously, but uh, it's coming. But the discussion is there. The discussion is there. Uh, the NFL and the NFL Players Association are now forming committees to explore. Well, one of the committees will explore allowing the use of marijuana for uh, to help manage pain. Which, if you play in the NFL, <laughs> you're going to be in pain a lot. More, more so than uh, not. So, um, I think it's a positive move, move by the NFL. I think it's something. Strangely enough, the the newly formed XFL uh, that's going to launch. I believe that they don't their their policy is to not test for marijuana at all, right now. Um, Interesting. So, uh, you know, I mean, it is one of those things where I feel like maybe the league has been too heavy handed. In the past, on on you know the the use of marijuana and, and getting that ending up leading to suspensions and all that kind of stuff for players, maybe I'm salty because Le'Veon Bell missed games when when he was with the Steelers. Um, uh, what's my man uh, Montavious Bryant? Uh, Martavius Bryant when he was received with the Steelers uh, missed time and then he went to Oakland and same thing happened there, but. You know, I I just feel like it's it's something that um, it's something that well the Ravens cut the dude who was speaking out about it uh, the the offensive lineman Eugene Monroe you know exactly Uh, but it's funny how stuff works out so they cut him for that but now the league is officially 
studying if it should be done. That's so kind of funny. I want to speak to that, but I want to not interrupt you. You ain't interrupting. CL. Wait, wait, wait. What have you actually given me the floor like, I don't want to interrupt. Get out of here. Well, that's what I do every week, CL. That's <laughs> no, just don't. who I am. Come on, CL. Listen, CL. Except for when I'm interrupting you. That's the only time. All right, CL. Um, so Eugene Monroe, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Ravens are a by-the-book team when it comes to these things. The Ravens pride themselves on being a character team. So, so I was saying, I was publishing back then, this is not going to work out well for Eugene Monroe. This is not going to work out. That was before they cut it. Before I said, this is not going to work out. His speaking out on this issue, and do it, it is not going to work out. And boom, he's gone. And, and that's because at the time, at the time, you know, that's what the rule has been and was. So, and the Ravens are very much by the book. And, and so I was just thinking that doesn't jibe with kind of their let's let's be by the book locker room. And I was right. Just because it's changing now. Which is so silly. Maybe it's you can so try. Silly. Maybe Eugene you can try Monroe was on the right side of history. And, and, and it's not like he was even, it's not like he was selling it out of the locker room. He was advocating for, you know, the use of it to uh, the league to, to allow the use of it. I mean, so the so the Ravens just want to quell all voices, huh? They no, want everybody marching the same. At, no, no. You know what the Ravens want is for guys to focus on football and and let's just move forward. He and and I got to say, CL, I don't feel like his main slant was medicinal use. It was just in general. You know, he was speaking at marijuana pro marijuana conferences and stuff like that. I'm well, just saying. The the Washington Post article that I that I looked at that was referencing um, this in general, uh, this topic in general, was also uh, had a link to to Monroe specifically talking about medicinal marijuana as re- as it relates to the league. Mm-hmm. Now, no telling what else, as you said, what else he did, but as it relates to the league, he sure. was talking about medicinal uh, use of marijuana. But you know, I mean that that. Goes to what I've been saying the whole time we've been on air, man, about the NFL. What you know, not want, not wanting. It's like they just want robots. You know, you got to march to their drum. You know what I'm saying? You can't even advocate for something. You can't. You can't. They don't want you to speak on something else. Uh, I don't know that they want. And now, and now, and now they're turning around and. And saying, "Hey, well, maybe we need to look into this." That's what it does. That's good. what is that not good? How can that be? Bad? I'm saying that's good for. Is how come that they didn't good? say it then? How come that? How come the Ravens didn't say, "You know what? We don't necessarily agree with your position, but you can, you, you know, this is America. Still, you can say what you want to say." Well, you know, I have to say to John Harbaugh's credit, that is kind of the tune that he he would he would sing at times. You know, he he he's not just like we can't, you can't. He he has said How that a that number the of times. And he got canned. That, that's the tune that he'll he'll say. He'll speak that out. He'll say, you know, we don't want you know to, for people to feel like they can't speak out. But on the other hand, yeah, their their actions show that they believe the platform, you know, is football first, and then you know other things that aren't illegal. <laughs> that are not illegal. It's Ill- it's illegal. Marijuana isn't illegal everywhere. Well, I know it's not illegal everywhere, and I know it had, but it has been. It, it started at a point where it's illegal. I think we're just going through the modern prohibition with regards to that. So yes, I think one day it's not going to be illegal. Yada yada yada. But it it was. And again, just because they say something is illegal, doesn't mean that you can't 
talk about it, can't explore why is it illegal. We can't have a debate on should it be illegal. Okay. Like, yeah, like people just shut down like automatically. Like, oh, it's illegal. We can't touch that. We can't mess with this topic until it's illegal. <laughs> Who is that? Who is that you that know, you're doing right the there? The NFL. That's the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> That's the whole NFL. That's, That's like the, the whole general NFL, NFL voice. That, but CL is not only doing the voice. You guys have to see the face. I wish I. <laughs> I will never capture it in life, but I wish I could. All right. Well, uh, I, I think things are going to change. You know, I think things are going to change. And then, what? What is it going to look like? What? What do you think the effects of this will be, CL? Well, I mean, I think it'll definitely carry over i don't know what baseball's policy is like i i think it'll have a carryover effect i think all leagues will will True. look at it um the the thing that i wonder about though is going back to to what you brought up about it being illegal the states that is still illegal in yeah like that's a good those point. places uh you know i don't know I, and i don't even know which states is legal in right now which states is still illegal but for the states that's Ill- illegal in what what does the nfl do like how, how do they police those uh players so you know the, there are still kinks that will have to be worked out of course um and it's not like the committee is just formed so we are looking ahead and jumping True. the gun here True. but i mean i i I would be surprised if they come to the conclusion that they can't allow it. Well, CL, if let me ask you, if if there's a state where it's illegal, would the NFL not say we are no longer policing this issue because we believe that there's validity to medical use of marijuana? So we believe there's so we're no longer policing it. We are going to leave policing it up to you know. That the would be a good question. That's that's probably what they'll have to do. I mean, otherwise, you know. Yeah, they're in they're in conflict. All right, all right, good, good. Well, I feel like we got something uh, like a morsel of positivity about the NFL, which he'll challenge, I'm sure. But Um, there's no morsel. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there isn't even a morsel. Not a morsel. Okay. Getting credit for something they should have been done. Oh gosh. All right, here we go. Well, let's let's you know what? Let's go. Let's just move on to our next segment where we have Mark J. Spears, first repeat guest here on Sibling Rivalry Sports. Uh, and we are very thrilled to have him, especially in the midst of, you know, all the hotness in the NBA coming down to the finals. So please keep it locked here on Sibling Rivalry Sports on 97.9 The Hill. Welcome back to the Sibling Rivalry Sports Show on 97.9 The Hill. Joining us tonight, making a repeat appearance, I believe the first time we've had a repeat guest on our show, Mr. Mark J. Spears. He covers... Mark, Mark, Mark. (laughs) He's the senior NBA writer for ESPN's The Undefeated. Welcome back, Mark. Man, what's up, brothers and brothers? (laughs) Doing well, doing doing well. First, first we need to publicly congratulate you for completing your master's degree at LSU. Right. Yes, and absolutely. Kinesiology. I can never Kinesiology. say that. Kinesiology, specializing in sports business management. I don't know how in the world you carved out the time while covering the NBA full time to do that, man. But congrats to you. 
Yeah, no, thank you, man. Uh, thank you to both. I, you know, it's something that I kind of dreamed of, and it's funny because my mom and my sister both have masters, so I'm the last. I'm late, <laughs> you know, like, and they they had one up on me, and it's just something that I wanted to get, and I kind of went through. You know, every company you gotta look at the fine print and go through all the you know back doors to see what they offer. Yeah, yeah. And ESPN generously, you know, offered to pay for schooling, and so I got approval from my people at the undefeated, Kevin Merida and Raina Kelly, and you know, thanks to them. And they were That's awesome. Sort of. Yeah. And man, I mean, it wasn't easy. Like I had to do like ten to twelve hours a week. Oh. You know, I had to put aside to get it done and so it, it was hard um thankfully lsu was great and there were times where i needed a day extension you know during the finals or during the playoffs or something you know yeah wow and they did that for me but it, it was it was tough there were a couple times where believe it or not there were proctors that would watch me live from my computer Whoa! Show them under my desk. What was around me? Put my phone away. Like nah, it wasn't easy. Like I would actually tell people that online is harder than in the classroom. Oh yeah, I think it'd be easier, but it's harder because at least you go in the classroom. Someone's teaching you. Somebody's explaining things to you. Where by yourself, it's it's harder because there's not someone there available easily to ask questions to. Yeah, and. You know, you got to do a lot of reading. I read so much, and I'm the worst reader there. <laughs> as far as I, I just, I'll start a book and put it down. You know what I mean? And so, it was an amazing experience. Thanks to LSU. I'm, I'm you know, family's from Louisiana, so I'm really, really proud to be a, a Tiger. And it's been a, uh, the, the experience of going there and actually bumping into somebody who's like, "Yeah, come take a picture in the football stadium and in the locker room." Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. It, it couldn't have been a more outstanding experience, so I'm really, really happy and proud. That's nice. great. I was going to ask, I, I was <laughs> going to jokingly ask if Will Wade, the uh, LSU basketball coach, made yeah. you a strong offer. But but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that alone because we're here to talk NBA. We're not jumping into the wait, before we do, Before we do jump it. <laughs> Sorry. Before we do jump into the NBA talk, I just, folks, listening audience, uh, Mark, Mark has brought up a, an important issue. Uh, he he kind of doubts, you might have heard it in, in his initial response, he doubts the veracity of the brother, the, the brother <laughs> relationship here that we got going on. And I just wanted to publicly offer you, Mark, so it wouldn't be shady behind the scenes, publicly offer you uh, two pieces of proof. Number one, footage of a fight uh, as little kids that I had. They always try and bring that up. <laughs> Between us. <laughs> I think it's you, you won. <laughs> well, you know, I was the older brother. So he got, then, yeah, he got three years on and me, then, man. And then also, but this guy's rough, but so. And then also, um, Knowledge, which I will tell you off air, between uh, about CL that nobody would know but a brother about C the the relationship between CL and the Incredible Hulk. I, I have some knowledge <laughs> that I will share with you oh, really? that only a brother would know. You know, so we're gonna skip all that. <laughs> How about them warriors? <laughs> well, just just <laughs> the journalist is coming out. Let's just say that we had to we had to undo some gamma radiation on this young man. I had a temper, right, you know, way, way back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so um, 
I think you were at the the game four clinch for Golden State, weren't you, at Portland? Yeah, yeah. No, I was. Um, I tell you what, man. I was at the games in Houston. I was at the games in you know Portland, and just the fight that these guys have, the Warriors have. You know, I've been. I live in Oakland. I live close to the arena, and just seeing them like. They they just have so so much heart and so much fight and just just figure it out through all the circumstances and pick it up when somebody else is, is can't be there. Just an amazing team, uh, team that we should respect and cherish and enjoy because you know they're closer to the end than they are to the beginning now. Yeah, and uh, I, I really have cherished my time being close to this this is this is a team that they'll be talking about 20 years from now a team that they'll be talking about after we're gone yeah and to be that close to the inside of of these these guys man these special guys uh it has been perhaps the like highlight of my 20 years covering the NBA. oh wow how how much do you think um people maybe underestimated them once kevin durant went down and they had to go win that game six in houston i, I, I kind of feel like the way he got on an individual tear once he said you know y'all know who i am <laughs> once he made his yeah. declaration and went on that tear, i think people kind of forgot that this team won titles before he ever got there yeah, you know, it's funny. Quinn Cook, like, when uh, Kevin got hurt, I'm in the locker room, and he and Kevin are close now. Mm-hmm. My brothers. Yeah. Not like y'all like that. <laughs> 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 But they, uh, he goes, we still got three Hall of Famers. <laughs> and, and, like, I thought about it, like, he's right. You know, like, you still got three stars. And then, you know, people probably at that point were, ah, Draymond ain't like that. Draymond ain't that good. Shoot. Yeah. That dude right there, man. As much as Corey, uh, Curry scored and Clay scored, Draymond was the one that set the table for everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was absolutely amazing in the Portland series. And uh, he, he um, showed why he's worth every penny that he gets despite the fact that he ain't no big-time scorer. To me, he's um, somebody that children should watch, you know, because it ain't just about scoring. Mm-hmm. Like one of the best compliments I ever got during my piddly college basketball career <laughs> was Adrian Dantley once told me, he, I, I played my last season at the University of D.C., and then got hurt in San Jose State and there were other circumstances. That's a story for another day. <laughs> hey, Adrian Dantley said, man, the one thing I like about you is you make the players around you better. And that's something that's really stuck to me and was the greatest compliment I feel like I ever got. And I feel like that about Draymond. Like, he makes everybody around him, bet him better. He, he brings up their ability to play defense. He, he gives them easier shot. He's just smart. And, and just even like the thing when he was mic'd up, uh, when he told Jared Bell, like, I miss a shot, he missed a shot, he missed that shot, he missed a shot. You miss a dunk, so what? It's over. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, man, he might be a good coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He might be a good coach one day. I think he'd be better on TV. <laughs> <laughs> He, he'll be the next Chuck. Barkley 2.0, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, 
I, I think he'll be outstanding on TV. His, his basketball IQ is through the roof. He's a better guy in person. Um, so that, to me, this was a really good series for him to just remind people who Draymond Green is. Well, Mark, why is there some speculation out there that his success is was actually bad for KD? Well, well, I, don't, I don't understand that speculation. I don't know. No I, way. I I don't know that. So you're saying you don't you don't maybe I missed it. Oh no, I mean uh, you know. Um, well, I don't I don't quite know why either. I mean, I definitely saw it out there that yeah. his his success about the little fight they had or whatever. I guess is that what it's all about, or is it is it uh, was was KD not as present as people would hope or. No, I mean, I, I I just think that Draymond and him having their little issue at that Clippers game, Kyle, probably got a lot more um, exclamation points to it than it deserved. Mm-hmm. And how that was and early in the season, right? That you, yeah, like anybody that plays knows that you get into it with people during the season. You know what I mean? Like it. It's inevitable that you're never going to always agree, even with the person that you love the most. You know that I'm still pissed at one of my my cousins. We played together, and we're both in junior college trying to get scholarships. To me, every time we on a uh, three on one fast break, you need to be passing it to me, and I don't think you pass it to me one. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't you want us both to get scholarships? You know what I mean? So, I mean. It, it, it's inevitable that things are going to happen. It just so happened that people saw it. And there's probably been a bunch of stuff that's happened for every team through the course of the season. But I, I definitely think the thing between Draymond and, and KD was really, really overblown. It'll be, it won't have anything to do with Kevin's decision. I don't think Kevin knows to answer that next question if it gets there. I don't think he has any idea where he's going uh, at this point, and it's just laughable that every week somebody says, "Oh, he's going to New York. He's going to the Clippers." Yeah, I can't stand the speculation. Place. Like when I've talked to him, he he truly won't know until that time. And it, it's funny because I saw this LeBron uh, his thing on ESPN Plus the other day, and when he reflected back on Miami, he said, "You know what? I didn't really know I was." going to Miami for sure until I said it hmm. and I think with Kevin as this is going on like you, you see how special this group is how close this group is how amazing this opportunity is and they could potentially not only win a championship but play for four in a row when it's all said and done I do think he's going to do his due diligence and listen to what the Clippers have to say, what the Knicks have to say, what you know, what any elite team with money has to say. But he's also going to have to listen to the Warriors and what they have to say while moving to a new arena in San Francisco. That's, from what I gather, is going to be the best in the world, and mm-hmm. um, it, it just and possibly going for a fourth championship. And you, you're going to sit in a room with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And they're going to look at you and say. Really, dog? <laughs> really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, until July 1st, I, I, I think that 
we should listen to Kevin and, and enjoy the season and see what happens and worry about July 1st and July 1st. But due to, you know, so much excitement about the off season, there's some people that seem to care about that more than they do the actual game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. Well, let's, let's transition to the uh, Warriors NBA Finals opponent, soon to be named or yet to be named opponent um, between Toronto and Milwaukee. Who do you like to come out of the East uh, to face Golden State? That's a good question. Um, and it was funny, you know how playoffs are. People, oh, that's a game too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's over. It's over. Milwaukee's gonna win. It's over. <laughs> Man, I was thinking to myself, do people realize that Toronto could have won that first game? Oh yeah, yep. Like they, they should have won that first game. They blew that first game, and probably need to be kicking themselves. Toronto could win this series, man. And the one thing that you have to remember is, like, a lot of these guys with the Raptors have been there before. Oh, yeah. Kawhi's yeah. been in finals MVP. Um, you know, uh, Green, um, Danny Green has been in the finals. You know, Marcus Gasol's played on a high level. Uh, Ibaka's played in the finals. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's played the Eastern Conference Finals. You you have guys on that team that have been in NBA Finals and Eastern Conference Finals situations before. This isn't completely new to them where, you know, for Giannis and for Malcolm Brogdon and, um, you know, Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, like, this is all new. This level is all new. Giannis hadn't been past the first round before this, hmm. right? Yeah. George Hill is the one with the experience on that team, which is perhaps why George Hill is, like, playing so much now because he, he knows what this level is. Which so, is kind of mind-boggling in and of itself <laughs> to see yeah, George Hill representing now. You know, when it comes to this level, man, it's, it's different. And you saw that with Portland. They didn't have the talent nor the experience to mess with the Warriors who just they hmm. understand it. And they knew, look, if we get this game four over, we got 10 days to rest, you know. So I would not be surprised if the series goes seven. To me, this will be a real test for Giannis. Is Giannis a true star in this league? And I'm actually surprised. I think he's kind of getting a pass. Hmm. He was awful in game three, right? Yeah, yeah, but... He, he, I kind of feel like it's it's on that LeBron level. Like without him, they wouldn't be where they, they'd be nowhere near this. No, 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 no. I understand that. But if we want to talk about Giannis as a top five player, top three player in this league, he has to get them to the finals. Theo, he has to. Like this is his time to do it. This is his moment. I mean, obviously he has moments in the future, but I remember when LeBron broke through in two thousand seven. He wasn't supposed to beat those Pistons, but he was good enough to will a team to that spot. He has to be, if he's a, truly an elite player in this league, he has to will Toronto to the, I mean, uh, Milwaukee to the final. And right now, by the looks of things, Kawhi seems poised to do that, and I'm not sure if Giannis is poised to do that. 
That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I didn't ask you a question. I picked it, but <laughs> I did pick the Bucks in seven. Uh-huh. But I, I truly think that I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto's experience and, and Kawhi push push them through. Yeah. I kind of want to see Toronto just because they could never break through <laughs> the past few years just because yeah. I feel good for that city. Milwaukee is next, I feel like. like Giannis is going to have them on that level at some point. So, yeah. well, as They we... haven't been there since 74 either. True, true. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you probably got some old buckheads like, come on, man. <laughs> We've been here in my life. <laughs> they, just, they just showed up in 70, 95. <laughs> Whatever they showed up. Yeah. So, I mean, but the thing is, wherever it, it goes, it's going to be amazing for that franchise and amazing for that city because oh, yeah. essentially in the modern era of the NBA, it will, it will feel like a first. Yeah, no doubt. No for doubt. Milwaukee, and it will be a first for Toronto. Yeah. Mark, I uh, I uh, need to make a quick correction as we run out of time here, uh, because just thinking about your connection with the uh, NABJ Sports Task Force, I wouldn't want to feed false information leading to an investigation. The, the footage I have is actually of myself and a cousin, an audio recording of us boxing. So that 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 won't count for brothers. But uh, I'm going to come up well, with some other. You weren't even beating up your brother. <laughs> no. I no. do not remember that. <laughs> So you made that up. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make it up. I, you know, you got to understand. If it's brothers fighting, it's going to be more wrestling, right? It's not going to be like trying to kill somebody. It's just more the wrestling what thing. What kind of video footage is this? Is this like black and white? <laughs> yeah, the problem is that it, it doesn't. So young. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man, I wish we had more time. But, uh, Mark, thank you so much for joining us once again. And we will be, you know, tuning in and, and listening and, and watching for you uh, as these uh, finals progress, as the, you know, everything progresses with the season. So, uh, once again, congrats for being the first guest ever on Sibling Rivalry Sports to repeat. We picked the greatest one, uh, you know, and uh, we appreciate you coming back. Take care and um, hopefully I'll see you guys soon at uh, NABJ in Florida. No doubt, no doubt. I'll be there. Have a good one, Mark. All right, take care. Welcome back to Sibling Rivalry Sports on 97.9 The Hill, where we always chill. CL, you've had recently an interesting article um, about some some happenings in college basketball and post-college basketball. What, what, tell us what's going on. Yeah, I wrote a column uh, last week on Rand Friday on uh, Nasir Little, former former forward, one and done candidate um, <laughs> at, at leaving North Carolina, um, where he was interviewed at the NBA Combine. They had it in Chicago, and uh, part of uh, it was one clip of one interview. Like it wasn't like something he belabored on and and spoke for twenty minutes talking about, but. 
He had a quote, uh, and it was first, uh, the first story that was written was Jonathan Alexander, the Raleigh News and Observer, who is a friend of the show. And um, in, the, in the article or in the interview, little, it, it was like he placed blame on the coaching staff at Carolina for, for not clearly defining his role. And he, and he basically said that uh, he played, that contributed to him being hesitant on the court because he wasn't exactly sure of you know what was, where he was supposed to go, that kind of stuff. So I, I wrote a column about that because all through the season – I felt like Nasir Little said the right things. He was a good presence, from what I could tell, um, in the locker room. He wasn't. He wasn't like a malcontent. He wasn't complaining about touches. He never did any of that stuff. Always said the right thing, even though he was. I felt like, especially early on in the season, unfairly criticized because you know he was a top. He was consensus. What I think he was consensus number three. Um, from 24-7 Sports in their composite rankings for the class of uh, 2018. So he had high expectations coming to Carolina. And, you know, by by not being in the starting lineup from jump, from not coming out, pumping out, you know, 15, 20 points a game, every game, it, there, there were people who looked at him early on as being some kind of uh, like he was some kind of bust like he wasn't living up to expectations and I thought all of that was unfair um, initially but what struck me though was that he never strayed from saying he's this is a learning process you know um, he never strayed from 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 understanding where he was in that process uh, until I heard this particular clip of, of him uh, saying that, you know, he wasn't, uh, he didn't have his role defined. So I wrote on that because I felt like, um, I felt like he was placing the blame unfairly. Well, not unfairly, but I, I just, I felt like he was placing blame as opposed to, uh, holding himself accountable for, for what he did not know. But I, I think the, the underlying, you know, the underlying theme here is that, <laughs> we need to realize, man, and and this is this is basketball observers as a whole. I mean, these are still freshman kids coming in playing. Like everybody isn't just because you're ranked high in a class doesn't mean that you know you're gonna step in and be LeBron. You're gonna step in and be what Zion Williamson was this year. Like there's a learning process. There's a curve that goes with it, and. Uh, and I felt like Little just happened to be on that curve. Now, some people, Kobe White being an example, was in the same situation coming in as a freshman um, with high expectations, not quite as high because he wasn't ranked as high, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he he had a heck of a year for mm-hmm. Carolina and played mm-hmm. himself into a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I just think people kind of get things out of out of perspective uh, when it comes to when it comes to uh, freshman players coming in, hmm. were you were you going to chime in? Uh, well, you know, the only thing I I thought about was uh, uh, I thought it's possible to his credit that you know there are pros and cons, and I think it's possible for him to have held back some of the cons while he was being a team guy, but afterwards, 
to release one of the cons of just saying, hey, you know, sometimes I felt like there is a little inconsistency. You know, I, I could see that. You know, I mean, I, I do think that he was used, it seemed like he was used more um, in the tournament, you know, in the NCAA tournament. And I loved it. And and uh, I don't see how do you feel like that was justified? Do you feel like the, their use of him, their upping the use of him was justified according to his progress? Well, I mean, he made progress all uh, I felt like he made progress all through the year um, and they used him accordingly, like it's, especially some of it had to do with, with matchups. If if there was a matchup that didn't fit him, it was it was interesting in the game they played against Virginia um, at home in a regular season. Had they it, he got hurt in that game, he only played like two minutes in that game. I, I was curious how he would have been used in that game because you you can't Virginia is a team defensively that you have to be so methodical and meticulous with you can't just play and and on athleticism and expect to win you know so um, so I would have liked to have seen how he would have handled that game being in that game but. I don't. I don't really think they used him more at the end of the season. I think he just played better. I think the the numbers in terms of minutes played, you know, I think all kind of kind of evened out. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think he's going to go on. He's going to be probably a lottery pick too. If not, he'll be a top twenty pick uh, because the NBA is drafting on his potential, and he's got great potential. And he, but he's still learning the game. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see him next year be in the G League for a lot of the season because he still has to learn the game. Unless he gets drafted by a team, um, you know, who who has established players that a team that is a playoff team and and uh, doesn't need him to contribute right away. Hey, let me ask you, Seal, real quick. Is Kobe White? Do you see him as being in G League, or do you think he'll? have a ch- chance to be on a bench, you know, on a, uh, traveling with the team right away? I think he'll probably be playing on, on the team right away um, because he's going to go early enough to where it's going to be a team that needs him to play right away. So uh, I could see him being like De'Aaron Fox is with the Sacramento Kings uh, when he came out of Kentucky. I mean, both of them, to me, play as fast as anybody with the ball in their hand. So uh, I, I could see him being that kind of player. And I think Kobe is probably a better scorer than, than De- De'Aaron Fox is was. So, uh, you know, I think that'll help him out too. All right. Good stuff as usual. And so we got more coming with the Brownout, folks. You need to pay attention, please, to our sponsors and then come on back to Sibling Rivalry Sports on 97.9 The Hill. Welcome back to Sibling Rivalry Sports on 97.9 The Hill. It's time for the brownout. The brownout. Golfer Brooks Kepka shunned a kiss from his girlfriend prior to playing the final round of the PGA Championship last week. Is there such a thing as too much focus? CL, now wait a minute, CL. Wait a minute. Now, you're going to tell me that the concentration is so hard and necessary for Brooks that he couldn't give this this young lady a peck real quick and keep it rolling. Be, you know, be relational. What? Are you serious? 
Uh, I'm not going to tell you that, but I will say you also people have to if you're in a relationship, you have to know who your mate is. And if you know that he's super uh, intense uh, leading up to these golf you know, walking into the golf course or whatever for the first time, about to play that final round, then you probably should know. Okay, now isn't the time for me to do this. So then, why would she do it? I don't. I don't think she knew that about him. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. What's next? Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott had a run-in at a bar. Was it a red flag or just a speed bump? I mean, I think. <sighs> I think Ezekiel Elliott has enough in his past that um, this is just another red flag. Uh, it, it just seems like he he doesn't think past the moment. He's very much in the moment, and he doesn't see the bigger picture of things. He's a he's you know star running back for the star franchise, essentially. So. Uh, you got to avoid being in some of the situations he allows himself to be in. This 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 was small now, but, you know, who's to say uh, a different situation isn't going to lead to something bigger, a big brawl in a bar or something. So uh, Dallas would be Dallas is right to be concerned about it. And Dallas is right to address it when they have um, as they're doing their contract negotiation. Yeah, I would have to actually agree with that. I think that, you know, if these things keep coming up, um, they, then they become they, if you have so many speed bumps that you can't drive on a road without, you know, <laughs> feeling like you're off roading, there's a problem. And and there are a lot of bumps there. And I think it, it has to become a red flag. Some Toronto restaurants have pledged free meals for life to Kawhi Leonard if he resigns with the Raptors question is to Toronto as a city I feel like with the Raptors have have a bit of a uh, they're a bit insecure I mean Vince Carter left Tracy McGrady left they they're wanting to see if and Kawhi it's not like he played there he was drafted and played there a long time I mean he's brought in in a trade on his final year of a contract so is this enticing enough for Kawhi if he loved that restaurant <laughs> maybe so <laughs> But I, I think the bigger picture is they want him to stay. And, and it's not just the restaurant. There are other businesses that have come out and, and tried to do the same thing. If I'm an athlete and I'm looking at how much that city loves him, and I love that city. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm a big fan of Toronto as a city. Um, I, I would really stay. <laughs> I, you you got to look at, look at the best situation for yourself and play where you're wanted. Sure, I could see that. I mean, and and I just want to say, CL, props to the uh, the, uh, the the motor uh, the car repair place that came out and said that they would allow his first repair to be free, and then the rest they overcharge him. But anyway, um, you know, no, I think it's I think it'd be very interesting to see if communities would start doing this for players. What what an outpouring of love for players! I think it'd be really interesting to see how many offers a player could get. But I think CL deep down, ultimately, that's not going to affect it. That's just what I believe. Oh, I'm sure. It but <laughs> but the gesture is nice. Yeah. Ice T tweeted a bit of advice to Amazon that their delivery drivers wear vests after quote almost shooting a plainclothes delivery man. End quote. Has anyone stayed in character longer than Ice T? 
All right, CL. So I, I wanted to, in, in the uh, shooting gallery category of sport, I guess, or I, I just wanted to introduce this one to you. You being, you know, an OG, Iced, you, you, you had some of his albums. In fact, I remember he sending you the Colors album, mailing that to you from Chapel Hill when I was here and before you were here. So I just wanted to get your take on this. I mean, it's right in line with who Ice-T has always been. I remember back in the 80s when he used to wear the necklace that had like a 38 on it. And and it was, you know, it was really just something to shock people and, and a conversation piece. But some people were so offended by it or whatever. But I mean, that's this This is who Ice-T has always kind of been. Just just he's going to say what comes to his mind. It's it's kind of funny. And it's what's funny, too, is that they responded to him yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, that is. But CO, CO. I've had people who are not in uniform delivering, you know, packages in my house. And uh, I don't know if that's just iced tea with that. <laughs> that's I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? There you go. Well, and there we go, folks. There we go. We're glad to be back. Another great show. Congrats, CL, in the books. And we want you all to just keep on coming back. We're going to keep on pumping it out all summer long for you. My name is Chris Brown. I'm C.L. Brown. And this is Sibling Sibling Rivalry Rivalry Sports Sports. on 97.9 The Hill.